tired of life just happening to you? Sick of your daily routine and want to experience real progress? Tired of cheap hacks and skeptical about anyone trying to give you their 10 cent motivation? Welcome to the ABCs for Purposeful Living Podcast. The place that takes the bedrock foundational principles of success and breaks them up into smaller rocks that you can take and use for your own construction as you build the life of your dreams the way that you want it. Stop living by default. Get busy designing. Let the podcast begin. David Thermer is an award-winning transformational life coach, leadership expert, and speaker. He's worked with over 100,000 people across 34 countries for the past 10 years, helping them to experience major change in their lives and to implement habits and rituals to ensure that the progress is lasting. Through his immersive seminars, live events, and coaching retreats, he makes you shake down your life, beliefs, and habits to their foundations in order to help you build a more intentional and powerful future. It's these foundations that he is bringing to you week by week in these podcasts, with the goal of helping you, wherever you may be, to get a hold of your life and turn it into something amazing. Welcome to the ABCs of Purposeful Living Podcast. Hey everyone, how you doing? Happy New Year and welcome to another episode of the podcast. My name is David Thurmer and I'm so happy to be here with you again after so long. Yeah, if you guys have been listening to my podcast, The ABCs of Purposeful Living, you'll notice there's been about six months between episodes. The one last one that I did was, I think, sometime in mid-June, and now it's early January. I wasn't expecting there to be that long of a break in between um, the last episode I did uh, up until this one. And I was just kind of thinking and contemplating it. Like, what what caused the long uh, delay in between getting there? And I guess I kind of felt that, you know, the next episode of the podcast was supposed to be growth, right? It was G for growth. And I was... I just realized that, you know, probably life was not done with me in as far as the growing aspect of it yet. And I'm a firm believer that if you really want to teach something properly, if you really want to help people in their lives, it's got to be something that you personally have gone through for yourself and something that you personally have learned. And while I can personally say that I have worked with hundreds of people and in their lives, I mean, I've spoken on over a thousand stages in 34 countries around the world. And I've spoken to audiences, I think in excess of over a hundred thousand people now. And while it is kind of easy to be able to, uh, tell other people certain things and to take things that are actual real true principles and put them in a way that can be applied by everybody else. Sometimes if you really want to make an impact and sometimes if you really want to make a difference and sometimes if you'd actually really want to change somebody's life, you kind of have to go through those things to yourself. And there was a very great uh, quote by someone that I really admired And this quote said this, we teach best what we need to learn most. 
And since the year 2020, I feel, was a real year of growth for me. And it's a time that I personally, as an individual, grew more than I probably ever would have expected to in my entire life. I felt that I needed to let the year take its time. I needed to let the year process me. I needed to let the year allow me to fully experience growth. So that way, when I came back into the speaking circuit and I came back into the teaching circuit and I came back into the coaching circuit and I came back into this podcasting, I would be able to come to it from a place of fullness, a place where it's not just concepts that I've been, I've studied. It's not just things that I've seen in the lives of the people that I have worked with and coached. It's not just something that I've seen work in the different lives of the thousands of peoples that I've worked with around the world, but it's something that I've actually taken and tested for myself. Now, that's not to say I haven't tested these things for me before. You know, it's not like I've never had an opportunity for growth. I mean, come on. it's You can't live here on this earth if you're not constantly growing and progressing and, you know, changing and developing. I mean, all of life is growth. I mean, if you're not growing, if you're, nothing is happening to you, you're dead. You know, the only things that are, you know, never experience any form of transformation whatsoever are non-living things. And even they, you know, are transformed by the effects of nature going on around them. So to say that no one is, is growing and no one is changing is, is, uh, is ludicrous. Because if you're alive, you're going to go through changes. You're going to go through um, a lot of different stages of your development. I mean, things are going to change around you all the time. And if you've been to one of my seminars or you've been to one of my conferences or if you've been one of my coaching clients or you've heard me over one of my podcasts, you'll know that time and time and time again, I keep saying this same thing. You know, everything around you changes whether you want it to or not. You know, the market changes, the environment changes, your body changes, your friends change, your family changes. This is change everywhere and it's just a part of life. However, Change is automatic, but growth is not. Growth is a choice to take that change and use it and utilize it to make yourself something better, to make something better out of you, to make something better out of your life, to make something better out of the world and your situation in total. And so while I have done a fair amount of changing over my life and I've done a fair amount of growing over my life, I don't think that I have really experienced as much personal growth as I had during the year 2020. And I think that is an awesome, awesome thing. Because if you are going to change people's lives, if you're going to be someone who helps other people find answers for themselves, if you're going to be someone in my position, in my career, someone who interacts with hundreds of people around the world at any given time, you got to be speaking from a place of truth. You got to be speaking from a place of authenticity. You got to try your own theories on yourself every now and then. And so I felt that with all the changes that were happening in 2020, as things started taking place in my own life, and as I started seeing things kind of just develop within my personal space. I kind of thought, you know what, let me go through this stuff. Let me learn from it. Let me sit and reflect and let me grow. So that way, when I'm able to come back and work with people in the way and the capacity that I was doing before, 
I would be able to do it from a place of fullness. I'd be able to do it from a place of knowing that I have gone through this process for myself. I have studied these things on my own life and I have truly grown. And I have to say that 2020 for me was one of the most incredible years of my life. So that's the purpose of our session here today. It's the purpose of this podcast. It's the purpose of, if you're listening to it, whether on iTunes or Spotify or whatever streaming platform you're using, or if you're watching it on YouTube, because I have the privacy of of this space right now where I can actually not only just do it on on audio recording, but we can actually do a video format, which is pretty weird, by the way. I'm not used to looking at a camera and speaking. You know, it's something I should have been a bit more comfortable with after all this time. Uh, but as you know, I'm a people person. I get a lot of adri- my adrenaline drive from talking to individuals and having a conversation with them. You know, I get really, really excited when I'm looking at the people in the eye and I see their reactions and I kind of build off that. And, you know, as you if you've been if you've been in my career and you've been on stage for the past 12 years, it's kind of difficult to transition off of working with actual people into speaking into TV screens or cameras or phones or laptops. It's a bit of a transition and a bit of a change. And But, you know, that's what 2020 has done to us, right? It has turned us... <laughs> It's taken us from being, you know, social beings and totally switching over our social interaction into over the digital platforms. And so we've gone from social beings to social media beings, which is as its own challenges and everything. But it's about time I got with the program. So I don't know where you're listening from. I don't know where you're watching from, but I do know and I do hope that we have a great time together. And so for the next I don't know. We'll see how long this goes, maybe 20, 30 minutes or so. I want to take some time just to reflect on 2020, just to give you a a brief on the lessons that I personally have been going through, what 2020 has brought into my life, because it's kind of a tradition I do every year. We I call it the reflecting on the year. And if you go over my social media and you visit my, my Facebook page or my Instagram, you'll see usually at the beginning of the year, I take some time to reflect on these things. Now, usually I do it in a post or I do it in a blog or I do it sometimes in a live session. But this time I thought, why not put into a podcast? Because I have my podcasting platform up. I have my YouTube channel, and it's time I start utilizing them a whole lot more. So thank you for joining me, and I hope that you have a good time with me as we go through reflecting on 2020 and looking forward to 2021. All right, so let's take some time to look back and properly give 2020 its due. Okay, so in order to do that, I kind of have to orient you with what my my mindset was going into 2020, because there's two things I do at the beginning of every year. I reflect on the year gone by and then I set intentions for the year coming up ahead. And so 2020 was no different. I took some time to reflect on the year of 2019 gone by and look forward to what 2020 had in store. So, 2019 was a very interesting year for me, okay? 
For those of you who know me, who've been following along with my journey and everything, 2019 began in disastrous fashion. I had a really bad accident that had to involve me having surgery, and then the first six months of the year was basically spent between the rehabilitation for that and everything. And so to the first... Um, six months of 2019, I kind of went through a very difficult space. You know, I suffered a minor, minor depression and just wondering if anything was good was going to come out of it. And then the second half of 2019 was probably the best part of recent history for me. You know, some childhood dreams that I had came true. I got a chance to go to Africa for the first time. I got a chance to uh, go to Dubai and I ended up being doing three different trips there for for training purposes. I had the opportunity to do a tour, a speaking tour in the summer of Europe, which was really, really cool. And I just got a chance to, you know, travel to 11 countries. I did seminars for almost 11,000 people during that time in trainings. I ended up getting about 53 new coaching clients who I'd work with individually. And it just ended on such a good note. I mean, it was like a big upswing. I mean, the mood of the beginning of two, of, of 2019 compared to the the mood at the end of 2019 was night and day difference. I mean, I was going into it with such a on almost like a high because suddenly all these new opportunities started lining up and I had all these different things placed on my plate that just made me super excited because going into 2020 there was just these incredible incredible opportunities that were laid out. You know, I had a winter tour planned for January, February and March. I was going to spend 3 months out of India just going to all these different places and speaking to to different things. And um, we actually signed the contracts for that back in November and December. And that got me really excited because I was like, wow, this year is going to begin with a big bang. And so I made all these different plans for things that I wanted to do. And I remember sitting down and just writing and mapping out my year, writing down everything that I was going to do. And, you know, it was going to be from Jan to, to Jan to March was going to be this winter speaking tour. And then I was going to come back and then I was going to go and do a, a perspectives a CEO retreat in Nepal in April. And then we're going to spend a couple of months doing some things in India. And then June, then June and July was going to be another tour of Africa and then go then back to um, do a summer speaking tour in Europe once again, and then from there come back, finish off a, pro- a couple of projects in India over August, oh, sorry, over September and October, and then November was going to be back to, we were going to go to Dubai, we were going to go to a few other different places there, and um, after that we were going to have our usual big project that we do every year for the elderly and all that stuff. So it was super exciting, and I remember reflecting over all these different things, and as I was doing that and I was looking over everything that the year had in store, part of me was just super excited because I was just like, this year, man, this year is going to be kick ass. You know what I mean? This is the year that everything I've been I've been working towards is going to come true. And I'm a firm believer in that because as I tell my coaching clients and everything, there is what you expect to happen in one year generally doesn't happen. 
We always overestimate what we can do in one year, but we underestimate what we can do in five to 10 years. So if you put in all the effort possible in one year, like you go really hard and you push and you push and you push, you're going to get 30% of what you thought you were going to get. That's a little bit sucky. You know, you put all that effort, you put in everything in, you're only walking away with 30% of what you thought you were going to get. You're like, seriously, really? But if you maintain that effort over the next five years, you're going to end up with 300% of what you expected to happen by the end of five years because of the amount of effort that you put into it. And then that will go up to 10x by the end of 10 years. And so we, as human beings, we always overestimate what we can do in one year and we underestimate what we can do in 10 years. And so I started working with this goal in mind and things. And I really started pushing like super hard for getting new opportunities and really taking my speaking and coaching to new newer places back in 2016. And of course, 2016, 2017, not much happened. Then 2018 went really well. 2019, the second half snowballed. It was just incredible. And 2020 was looking like the year, man, the year where everything was going to happen. It was just going to be the craziest, wildest stuff we'd ever done. You know, we planned these big perspective retreat meetings. We did, we planned one in, in Nepal. We planned another one in San Marino in this big castle up in a hill in Italy. We were in negotiations to do another one on a cruise ship in Singapore. We had, like we said, trips planned to all these different places, easily doing events for about 25,000 plus people in all these different locations. It was just going to looking like it was going to be so good. And, you know, for me, the person who I love to do a few things in my life, I love to travel and I love to make a difference. And I was going to do both of those together. It's just going to be absolutely epic. And I remember actually stopping and thinking and reflecting on all those different things. And then I kind of took some time out in personal meditation and just thinking and like, okay, well, let's actually reflect on the year to come and see, well, what would happen if none of these things took place? You know, what if there was a reality where things turned out very differently from what I was thinking? And then I was like, so what would I need to get through the upcoming year? What are some of the things that I could focus on? And I remember sitting there thinking and writing in my journal to myself that this was going to be a year of faith. And faith as in I was going to have the confidence that no matter what the year threw my way, I was going to get through it. And I was going to get through it with a smile on my face. Because the previous year had knocked me up in the first half of the year, knocked me up pretty bad. But the second half of the year turned out amazing. And so I kind of thought to myself, look, I need to have that confidence. And so this year was going to be a year of me choosing faith. It was going to be a year of me realizing that I could actually get through everything and I could take things, even things that weren't so good, and turn it out to success. And I remember sitting down and writing down all my different plans. And I was like, okay, 
So for some of these events that I want to do, there's going to be things that are really going to be difficult to get through, right? There's going to be cancellations of plans. There's going to be problems of people getting their tickets. There's going to be, you know, probably getting hung up in a couple of airports, getting stuck somewhere. Maybe I'll lose a bag or two. You know, maybe some things might just fall through the gaps at some point and you're wondering how do you manage that? And so there's a lot of little inconsistencies and things I was planning for. And I was like, maybe some of these things might actually, we might actually uh, miss out on doing, you know, maybe we'll, we'll have to cancel one of these events or maybe we'll overbook or something. I don't know. What could we foresee really, honestly, truly? So it was just like, okay, but for this year, I'm going to choose faith. Okay. This is going to be the year where I'm going to trust that no matter what happens, we're going to find a way to get through. <laughs> Little did I know just how ominous the statement, but how powerful a statement and how life defining a statement that was. And looking back at it now and looking back on what I journaled and looking about and what I prayed about in the, intentions that I had set for it it was pretty amazing so let me just just walk through the 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 path that the year took because I think this is pretty interesting okay so we finish up in Jan okay I we in Jan did my usual uh, work had a couple of programs that we did January 25th I set out from India Go to Dubai, do a couple of events there. From there, I go to Romania, do an event there. And then I went to Moldova. We were there for six days. In six days, we did, what was it, 15, 16 events? It was just unbelievable. My first time in that country, and it was just so nice working with the people there. Such amazing people. They have uh, just beautiful, beautiful spirits, and they such a desire to learn and make something great out of their lives. And I just had such a wonderful time over there doing all those different events. From there, we came back to Romania, did a couple of things and uh, got to go, got us to go and to a, uh, a ski resort and kind of see snow for the first time. You know, it's for those of you who, who know me, uh, personally, you'll know that I'm a kid when it comes to the winter. All I've ever wanted to do was, you know, go and build a snowman, get on the skis and go downhill, you know, sit in a sled. I don't care. It's just, you know, snowball fights. And is always, I've never had the opportunity to do that because I've generally always been in the, you know, in, in the Southern Hemisphere. And I've come to, you know, I've done work, many work trips in in the U.S. and all across Europe, but it's always been in the summer because no one does large events in the winter because everyone wants to be indoors. And so we would always come here and do events in the summer, and then we go back to the the southern hemisphere and kind of just do everything else there. And so this is the first time I was going to come be around the winter, and I was just so excited. So. Snow pants, snow gloves, snow jacket, you know, the hat and everything. I was just uh, waiting to get in there amongst, you know, all the fun and the snow. <laughs> well, it it was probably the lamest winter that I think Europe has had in decades. There was almost no snow anywhere. 
And so we had to go to a ski resort in order to experience like our first snow, which was kind of nice. We went up to uh, near up in in Romania. We went to this place called Sanaya, which is one of the nicer ski resorts there. And it was a lot of fun. Unfortunately, we didn't get to ski because we got we ran into a snowstorm. But for me, it was super exciting. I was remember I think I might have posted a video of it or I don't know if I didn't. But I was standing outside just being pelted with the snow and just like this absolute joy and excitement of this little kid just like grinning. And then the policeman sent me inside because he's like, nope, we can't do that. I was like, no, it's my snow. But anyway, so that was enjoyable. And then from there, went to Switzerland, did a couple of things there. Then to Germany, did a couple of events there. And then from there to France, did a little bit of stuff there. And then to Sweden. And then from Sweden, had a small trip into into Finland at the same time, which was another adventure. If you're ever considering going by ship, it's so beautiful in the summer. It's gorgeous in the spring. It is absolutely mind-blowing in the fall. But don't ever go in winter because the winter storms out on the Baltic Sea are some of the scariest you've ever been in. And it just so happened that we had a winter storm that particular day as we were doing the crossing over into into Finland and man we just got so sick everybody on the crew was wrecked such bad seasickness of course we pulled through and still managed to do everything that we wanted to do but I remember it didn't really affect me on the way over there because you know you have the hype and adrenaline of everything that you're gonna do and you know I'm I'm an energy type person you know I kind of build up for you know the plan and everything but I remember on the way back that really got me because we were going through some pretty big waves and there's you know there's that feeling of the boat hitting the crest of the wave and then it just drops until the next wave hits it up from underneath and if you've never been on a boat like this in a storm you wouldn't understand but if you have been you know what I'm talking about it's that absolutely you know stomach and gut dropping feeling of this the boat just falling and then being hit by another wave underneath and I remember I spent almost the entire night just curled up in the side of my cabin with my clothes on, ready to run out the door in case the alarm went off. And I remember I just praying. I was like, oh, God, get us through. But that was fun. You know, you, the, thing with, the thing with me is, um, and I think this is something that the people close to me always laughed with me about, is I have the ability to get myself into some of the craziest situations, but then I always come away with the, you know, with a story from it. And that's what I do. I like to consider myself a collector of stories because if you speak as much as I do, if you teach as much as I do, after a while you get bored of saying the same stuff over and over again. So I'm always on the lookout for new stories to share because we learn best through stories. As humans, we are beings who love narrative. I mean, every single value that we currently hold right now was passed down to us through narratives, through stories. And that's basically what what tradition is. That's basically what our culture is. Is. It's just this meta narrative of stories that have been told over and over and over again that are important to us, and we've inculcated them into our into our our daily experience. So I'm someone who loves loves collecting stories, and if you can have a crazy adventure, I always tell myself, okay, at the end of this is going to be a wild story, and I just can't wait to share that. And that was one of those moments. But then, 
all around this time, you know, there's this there's this little word that keeps popping up in the background, you know, COVID, COVID, COVID-19, the coronavirus. And no one really knew what it was, and no one really knew just how crazy it was going to get and spiral out of control. And we kind of had a little bit of suspicions that, you know, might curtail a few things, but we didn't know how bad it was going to be. And then around the time that I was supposed to go back and return to India, uh, they I was informed that they weren't allowing any flights out of out of the country into there and I basically ended up getting stuck. And so this is when I first kind of hit my real roadblock and I was like, oh wait a minute. This is not good. <laughs> Things are not going the way that I thought that they would go. And I'm over here in another country and you know, it's 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 something I wasn't expecting. It's something I hadn't planned for, and it was just a it was a little bit of a a shock at first. And I think most of us didn't realize just how just how big it was going to get, and just how much it affected all our lives. We all thought that it was going to be something that would just go away. And they were talking about at that time. They first were doing the lockdowns, and they were saying, okay, these lockdowns were going to last for you know, 14 days, we'll do 14 days to quarantine. So that's actually when I took 14 days of isolation. And that's where you might have seen my video series that I did, Thrive in Quarantine, which was 14 days of doing 14 different things to make sure for you maintained your mental health and to make sure that you basically were um, equipped to deal with uh, the time that you kind of had to stay indoors and away from everything else. So we did everything from like scheduling to organization to um, proper to exercise to breathing to um, uh, meditation, just a bunch of different things. It was like a whole series that we did, which was actually really fun. And it was things that I was personally doing. And I just did a short little video log and sent it out to everyone. And that was actually that was one of my favorite parts of the first half of the year, because it was a lot of interaction, a lot of people talking back and forth. It was pretty cool. But then 14 days went on and then it kept getting longer and longer and longer and longer. And then, okay, then slowly but surely events started getting canceled. You know, we started, um, I started getting information that events that we had planned started getting postponed and postponed and postponed. And some people were backing out. We had to refund tickets for people who had booked for different events. The, the event, obviously, that we planned to do in Nepal got canceled, and we had to refund all those tickets for people that we had given. That was a little bit, um, a little bit difficult to do, especially because we were you know, tight financially at the same time because it's it's difficult. No one has work, but then we uh, we were obligated to do all that. And so it was a little bit interesting to see how things were kind of going. And then, you know, being being here on the other side of the world, away from other things, gives a bit of a different perspective. Now, I was, I have to say, I am so, so lucky because I could have been stuck anywhere. Like I was in eight different countries before the pandemic began. And out of all the places where I got stuck, all the places I where I could have been stranded, I got stranded here in Sweden. And, you know, I have to thank the providence of God, honestly, that 
I got stuck in Sweden because it could have been anywhere else. Like I said, I was in eight different countries before the pandemic began. I could have been stuck anywhere. But it just so happened by an absolute miracle of grace that I got stuck in Sweden because I had an incredible support structure here. So though you may not know, well, most of you don't because I'm not a very open person when it comes to certain aspects of my life, but I've I've been in I've been in a, an on and off relationship for the past 8 years with a very 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 dear person and for the longest of times, we just never thought it would be able to work out just because of the way that our work was and the way that our our jobs were and just the totally different lives that the two of us had. And the interesting thing is, is that they live here in Sweden. And one of the reasons why I took the opportunities that I did here was that way, you know, I was doing my work, but at the same time, spend a bit of time with them. We could see how things went and so we said okay we'll spend a couple of weeks and see how it goes and then maybe we can see how to take this forward maybe this could be something that we could try making some arrangements see how this works <laughs> few weeks turned into a few months turned into 10 months and i am very happy to say that now it's going to turn into a very long time after this because i think one thing that was made abundantly clear from this year is that you can't take anything for granted you can't take life for granted you can't take relationship for granted you can't take family for granted you can't take love for granted and so it literally took the pandemic to make me realize that I had to get serious with this particular aspect of my life. You know, I like to think that I'm serious about every aspect of my life because my job requires me to be a pretty serious person because you're working with people's lives every single day. But, you know, there's some things that you just don't really take that seriously. And you think that, okay, um, this is something that I will, I will deal with when I have the chance. And that's kind of a confession that I, I will make because this Last year was a year of real learning for me. And one thing I realized is that from the time I've been young, I am someone who avoids conflict like the plague. I mean, I, on the scale of different uh, psychological personalities, I score very highly in agreeableness. I am not much of a confrontational person. And I don't like confrontational um, situations, plain and simple. I don't like getting into a place where I actually have to get head on and fight for certain things. And so I developed this tendency where if there's something that I know is going to be a struggle, I try to ignore it, let it sit and kind of see what happens with it. And it's not very healthy. And it's something that I have noticed more and more in things in my life now. It was never really much of an issue before, but I guess I never really noticed it playing in big and roles before. And so this was one aspect of my life that I kind of said, okay, you know, I'll deal with it a little bit later. I'm not at a place where I can take a call on it because, you know, things are just so busy. Life is spiraling out of control. There's opportunities left, right, and center. I'm not sure if I'm ready to actually lock into this right now. But... I mean, it literally took a global pandemic of the entire world getting locked down to make me see that, you know what, you got to get serious about this too. You got to find a way to lock in and you can't ignore this anymore. 
you know, you got to make some serious decisions here and you've really got to find a way to commit and hold on to things. And so that's why I am really grateful this year that it kind of actually forced my hand into doing that. And, you know, it actually showed me that a lot of my fears are unfounded. You know, a lot of times, and this is something, it's interesting because I teach this to my clients. I tell this to people that I work with. It's kind of funny that these are realizations that I am coming to personally for now myself. And so while it's a little bit embarrassing to admit this on a podcast or admit this on a video, but it's true that, you know, sometimes it takes things happening in your life for you to realize that what you're telling others actually can be true for yourself. And so uh, what what I always tell my clients is, is that if you live in your head, you know, if you think about something enough and if you process it and process it and uh, you build up this big phobia about it, uh, you start becoming very, very terrified of certain decisions. And when you actually go out and do it, when you actually step forward and um, you decide that, okay, I'm just going to face my fears and I'm just going to go out there and I'm going to challenge challenge whatever is holding me back and I'm just going to go ahead and do it, you soon realize that a lot of the issues was just there in your head. A lot of the fears and stuff were stuff that you were building up and it was just this overwhelming thing because it was just always there pervading all your thoughts. And once you actually step forward and do it, you're like, wait, what was I scared about? Why? It wasn't actually that difficult. Or it, you might find that it is extremely difficult But you actually have the strength to face it. You actually have the courage to go through it. You actually have the tool set to deal with it. And I know this because I tell it to my clients all the time. But I guess this year I kind of realized it for me that, okay, you know, if I I just got to step out and do it. And I wasn't sure everything was going to fall into place. But I guess kind of being stuck in one place made me have to rework everything. And so that's what I literally had to do because there came a point by about May that I realized that things were changing drastically. You know, the virus didn't look like it was going to be over by the summer. It didn't look like things were going to start opening up again soon. It looks like we would have to start waiting for the vaccines to eventually come around because it didn't seem like things were going to be happening soon. And so um, a couple of our projects around the world started falling through. The event, the trips to Africa that we were supposed to do fell through. The events that we were going to do, you know, in Dubai and in other places over there fell through. The trip to the U.S. that we were thinking of and planning, that one also did not work. That that fell through. And the it looked a lot like the events that we were going to do in, you know, in other countries were just not going to happen. So... Not only that, but a lot of your finances are tied in with your work. See, the thing about being an entrepreneur and something that if those of you who are entrepreneurs, you will uh, associate with this. You know, in a global pandemic, a lot of people who have salaried jobs, even though they weren't working, companies were still responsible to pay them. It wasn't their full salary. It was a very small percentage of it. But they were still at least receiving some form of paycheck. As an entrepreneur, as someone who runs a business, as someone who is responsible for paying out those paychecks to people beneath them and below them, you realize that where do you get paid from? 
You know that? Because if all your events are falling through, if everything that you're doing is canceled, but you are still responsible for salarying people, you're still responsible for making sure that people have money, plus you're living in another country and trying to survive in a place that's way more expensive than you know other places where you have lived. And so I quickly realized that I had to do things completely differently from the way that I was doing it before. And so we switched over into the digital thing, doing a lot more webinars, doing a lot more Zoom meetings, doing a lot more um, stuff online. I mean, I honestly, I keep stats of everything I do. And last year we did 181 Zoom meetings or webinars. That is a ridiculous amount. That is one literally every two days. And there were some days I was doing three or four in a row, but you just, you had to, that was the only way that you could find a way to manage and find a way to kind of get through it going. And that is on top of my, that's on top of the, um, on top of my life coaching and all my other work that I do with people on an individual basis, my group coaching calls and all that stuff. So it's it filled up the schedule like anything, and you were desperately trying to find a way to to maintain. And it came to a point that by about June, I was really trying to figure out how I was going to find a way to survive in this new world. Because the entire spectrum of stuff that I was used to doing, you know, the getting up on stage and speaking to people and getting everyone together in a group and stuff like that and traveling to remote locations with people to give them an experience. All of that is, was off the cards and it'll probably be off the cards for a couple of years to come. And so you kind of have to reinvent yourself. You kind of have to reinvent the, um, your response to the market. How do you deal with this and what do you do? And I remember, um, I started writing a, a series of articles. I haven't published them. They're for myself. Uh, I hope to eventually publish them and I hope to put them together. And I remember I titled them something really funny. I titled the, the title of, of the book is, and it might eventually become a book. Let's see. I'll show it to some people if they think it's got any worth. Who knows? It might be on your shelves in next year. But um, the I titled this series of articles for myself. It's called, I Survived the Apocalypse. Oh, crap. There's Aliens. And I thought that was a very, very interesting thing because, you know, a lot of people were saying, oh, this was the apocalypse and we had this. And then there was a series of memes that went on. I'm not sure if you might have seen them, but these series of memes were absolutely hilarious where it was like, okay, this is this is this month. And then next month, this is this is July and then August this and then September this and then October this asteroid and then November aliens and then Godzilla in December. You know, there's this whole list of silly, silly memes, but you kind of felt like that, like, what was the year going to throw at you next? And then you kind of realized, you reach this point where you see that life is never going to go back to the way that you want it to go back to. Life is never going to switch over to what you're comfortable with. Now, what you got to do is you got to reinvent yourself. You got to readapt. You got, how do you take what you know and translate it into this new and scary um, world that we're in right now, as we constantly get told these great and unprecedented times, this literally these great and unprecedented times, we have no idea what we're doing. How do we survive? 
and that became the thing. And so for me, it was what could I start doing? And so I had to what I had to get into boil down my my business services into what are the things that I could do, take my experience and then put it into a package and then offer it online. So we started doing freelancing for different companies. We started doing um we started designing in-house training courses because previously we would go and deliver them, and but now there were companies who need to do it for people over there, so we started creating that and delivering it. And that actually picked up into some real opportunities, which really came through in the months of September and October and November. And then in between, I still got a bit of traveling in. We still managed to do one event in September in Italy, which was really, really interesting because, you know, it was what the new normal. So, you know, face masks, social distancing, got to get tests and everything. We did another event in in um, November in India with the with the same thing. Social distancing. Everyone get, you know, you got to get your, your tests. You create the bio bubble and all that kind of stuff. And it's it's challenging, but it's challenging in an exciting way. And when I sit here from this current perspective, looking at the way the year went through, you know what I realized? I realized just how almost prophetic my reflection for the year was on having faith and trust. And if you have that, you get through it. And But the interesting thing is that I want to share with you a, a kind of like just my thoughts of reflection. And this is something that I journaled and I actually posted it um, on my on my Facebook page a couple of weeks ago when I hit a real roadblock with travel plans and um, having, you know, the, the next set of lockdowns with a new strain of COVID that was discovered and everything. And that really impacted uh, some of some new some plans that I had. And I remember at the beginning of 2020, when I sat down and laid out my intentions for the year, when I sat down and laid out my plans for the year, when I sat down and just wrote out and said, this is what I want to accomplish for this year. And I was thinking about faith and all those different things. I wrote in my journal, this beautiful piece that I have sitting here right here, which I encourage you to do as well because journaling is awesome, but that's subject of another video altogether. But I wrote down in my journal, faith makes all things possible, which is true. I'm a firm believer in this, that faith makes all things possible. If you have faith, if you truly believe in something, if you believe in yourself, if you believe in what you're doing, you will find ways to do it. Come hell or high water, you will overcome literally anything in order to get it. Once you determine that something is important for you, once your brain internalizes it and you literally code it into your psyche that I need to get this, or as Tony Robbins says, you make it a standard for yourself, you are going to go to hell and back to get it. So I wrote that down in my journal. Faith makes all things possible. And that was my 
understanding for the year ahead. That was my maxim for the year ahead. That was my motto for the year ahead. Whatever I was going to face, faith was going to make all things possible. It wasn't until the end of the year, a couple weeks ago, where I added to my little reflection. And I added just a simple little phrase. And this little phrase was interesting. Through my realizations of 2020, I realized that faith makes all things possible, but it doesn't make all things easy. And I think this was a very important thing for me to realize because sometimes we like to think that if we set the best intentions, if we visualize things well enough, if we manifest enough of the power of attraction and all those different things, if we make the best plans and we put together the best ideas and we get uh, ready with all our greatest plans and goals and then we go out, we like to think that the universe is just going to bend over backwards and put it into our hands. And we have that faith, we have that confidence that we've put in the hard work, we have done everything together, we have thought about it, we have visualized it, we've intentioned it, you know, we did all the planning and here is our plan and we're going to go out and do it. No. <laughs> if there's one thing that 2020 has taught us, no, that's not how it works. Faith makes all things possible, but by God, it does not make them easy. No, you're going to step out and you're going to hit brick wall after brick wall of opposition. And you might be wondering, oh my Lord, what on earth? What happened to my plans? Didn't I plan well? Didn't I put everything into place? Didn't I set up this great, these great opportunities? Didn't I do my research? Didn't I put all the stuff to... Why? Because faith makes all things possible, but it doesn't make them easy. Because life isn't easy. Life is full of challenges. Life is full of our plans changing at the last minute. Life is full of obstacles being put in our way. You see this played out throughout history. If you look at history, it's always struggle, opposition, difficulties. I mean, we live in a harsh world. We live in a harsh environment. Our our ancestors struggled with the with, with the with the with the horrors of the natural world. You know, staving off wild animals and elements in order to survive and develop the world into what we have it right now, where we we live in general, in quite general comfort and luxury and a place of enjoyment. But even then, we still hit obstacles all over the way. There is nothing easy about life. But that's okay. But if something is really important to you, if you really genuinely care about it, and if you believe that this is what you need to go after, you will find a way. And so looking back, I can realize that that is my greatest lesson for the year 2020. It's literally this. Faith makes all things possible. It doesn't make them easy, but that's okay. Because it's not supposed to.
But what it does, if you truly in your heart can face down the difficulties of life and say, you know what? I really don't care how difficult it is. Nothing's going to stop me from getting it. And you have that faith and you push through. You will come through at the out the other side. And you will be in a better space for it. And honestly, when I look back and I reflect upon the year 2020 for me personally, it was an amazing year. It really, really was. I got a chance to completely almost digitalize about 90% of, the, of my business and my work. We do a lot of webinars now. We do a lot of training. We do a lot of conferences. Stuff that I've always wanted to do but never had the chance to do because I was just always so busy doing you know, the, the personal stuff and travel and all that stuff. I had a chance to focus on this year. I had the opportunity to connect with people in a deeper way, build better bonds with my family. I had the opportunity to finally say yes to this beautiful, beautiful woman that I have been in love with for a long time, but not, never really thought I'd be able to make anything out of it because of just how different life was. And probably because of my own fears and apprehensions as well. I was also a year where I found out that I could literally move out of my comfort zone and be perfectly happy with it. And I could survive in a new place. Not just survive it, thrive in it. So much so that I'm actually considering relocating to Europe and building up my my base over here because if it's going to take a couple years to get things together in the global situation it's better to build something from a place where you can network here so that includes uh, my plans for the future which i am looking forward to which i'm going to get into in a minute with my plans for 2021 but just to summarize 2020 for me i still got a chance to travel Quite a bit. I still had a chance to work with so many people. Last year, in sorry, 2019, 2019, I had a chance to work with, in some capacity, about 10,900 people. This year, even though we were in a global pandemic, I had the chance to work with about 11,700 people. More than the previous year, even though we had greater restrictions. Like I said, I managed to do 181 online events, which was absolutely ridiculous and so cool. I also had the opportunities to, to do video series, to inv be involved in the publication of a book, to, get to grow my coaching base. I had an opportunity to work with so many people from different areas this year that I've not had it before. And I really have to say, looking back at it, that I am grateful. I am truly grateful for what 2020 brought into my life. It is nothing like I expected. And yet, so much better. So much better. And I can stand here and look back with hindsight and use this really lame pun that hindsight is 2020. <laughs> oh, 
I love lame puns and dad jokes and all those things. And I, that's about the only time ever going to be able to use this. So you can forgive me for it. But yeah, hindsight is 2020. And looking back with hindsight, I can really say that, you know, 2020 for all intents and purposes was so incredibly different and yet so incredibly wonderful. And so all I can say is looking back at it was thank you. And I'm grateful. And I'm glad. And I'm looking forward to what the next year holds. What am I looking forward to for 2021? 2021, I'm actually not going to put any, like big like travel plans or idea plans or those kind of things into place what i want to do is i want to kind of build off my last year's maxim of setting like a intention for the year not so much plans but more of lessons so here we go I'll open up my journal and i'm going to give you a, a little bit of an insight into what i got what my plans are for the year ahead. I want to become someone who's more reflective because there is a lesson in everything. And whereas previously I've gone through life garnering stories, I would like to now go through life garnering lessons and lessons that I can use for others, but more importantly, use for myself because if I want to be a person that can make a difference in other people's lives, I have to make a difference in my own life first. And so this next year is going to be a year of personal growth for me, where I consolidate on the lessons of 2020 and grow into them and become the best version of myself that will enable me to be the best that I can be in whatever situation I'm in. And that'll allow me to be the best person for my family. It'll allow me to be the best person for my clients and allow me to be the best person for this world. Because if I intend to change the world, which I do intend to, that's the whole reason why I got into coaching and speaking and leadership training and why I've done what I've done for the past 12 years that I've been in this career, actually a bit longer than 12 years this year. Yeah, this year's 13 years. Yeah, 13 years that I've been involved with this. And so the reason why I've done all that is because I want to be able to change this world. And I've realized more and ever this year that I, if I'm going to change the world, it's got to start with me. And that's going to be my focus. I would also, one of my other plans for this year ahead is to, one second, I, I write sloppy, so I have to kind of like pay attention to my writing. I bet you couldn't read it either. I was, little known fact about me, I studied journalism while I was in high school. And our journalist teacher used to give us these very, very small notebooks to take our notes on. And his whole thing was that 
if you whoever could take the most notes in the smallest amount of space was usually successful because whenever you went to you know interview someone or whatever it was you had to be able to take notes fast and it always had to be on a smaller kind of a thing so for me that was always you know you got in you wrote it down as fast as you possible so i always got in the habit of writing things like really really small and tiny and i haven't gotten out of that unfortunately as i've gotten older i've gotten sloppier so my writing is just a mess so it takes me a few minutes to actually low back and say well what did i say you know i'm dreading the day that i have to start wearing glasses because then it's like book in front of your face trying to figure out anyway i digress so i want to carry over the the axiom that i learned about faith makes all things possible doesn't always make them easy and i want this year to be a year that i really do challenge myself to grow and take on things and basically just become that actually i think i think summarizes pretty much everything just to be whatever the year has whatever the year's got in store whatever crazy nonsense may happen or whatever wonderful things may happen this year i want to just be be in the moment no matter what happens take it reflect on it learn from it and grow from it not always looking forward to what is the next big thing? What is the next big event? Where am I traveling to next? When are we getting together with all these thousand people in this place? And when are we doing this great big immersive and getting everyone pumped up and changing their lives? Which I love. And I will still continue to do. I will still continue to be there working every day trying to change people's lives. That is not going to change. But I want to this year to be the year where I stop looking forward to what's on the horizon and just living in the moment of what's there right now. Truly enjoying every minute that we have here on this planet because we don't know what's going to be there. But good or bad, it's life. All right? And we're alive. That is something I want to delve into more deeply for the year ahead. And so my my maxim for the year ahead is just be and whatever comes i will take it i will live it i will love it and i will grow with it because that i feel is what life is all about life is in moments and all we have is these moments that we have with us right now and so my goal for this year is to live every moment, to take advantage of every moment. Because I, do, I can't affect the moments that lie ahead of me. And I can't change the moments that have passed me by. But I can and I will make the most of the moments that I have right now. And I thank you for spending these past moments with me. Well, many moments. 
that I've been here uh, on this podcast or video cast or wherever you're seeing it or watching it from. Thank you for taking the time to listen to me. Thank you for taking the time to hear me out. Thank you for taking the time to just uh, travel the past year with me. And I look forward to speaking to you all again soon. The ABCs of Purposeful Living will be starting up again from next week with G for Growth. And we'll be going onwards from there. I'm really looking forward to H because an interview with one of my very, very good friends who's actually got a book coming out, which is on that subject. Not going to get too, too ahead into it, but I look forward to seeing you there. I look forward to sharing more with you. And I'm just excited for what this year has, year ahead has. So I'm going to ask you to um, join me on the journey. Like the video, subscribe, hit the subscribe button. I would also like you in the comments, drop me in your comments. Tell me a little bit about, about what's going on with you. What are your goals and intentions for the year ahead? What have you learned? What are some of your learnings from the previous year that you would like to reflect on? And I look forward to us having a very interesting conversation. And I look forward to being back with you all again very soon. But until then, have a happy new year. Remember, be and I will see you all again very soon. This is David Thermer, signing off. Thank you for joining us today on the podcast. Please do subscribe for more. If you found this helpful, please share it with someone else. Pass the help along. David is always eager to hear from you and would love to work with you in a more hands-on way. For more information, please visit our website at www.davidtheramer.com. That's www.davidtheramer.com.